Hi there and welcome to the second workout in the Get Fit by Rowing series. Now the first workout was a low intensity workout and today is a maximum workout. Okay, This is about building up your VO2 max. What we're going to do is 30 seconds at absolute max effort and then 30 seconds rest 10 times. We're then going to rest for two minutes and then we're going to do it again if you're able to. Now if you're new to the whole fitness thing, it may be that after you've done the first 10 rounds, you're done, you're on the floor and you can't continue going on and that's absolutely fine, okay? Stop after the first 10. But if you still have the capacity to be able to do the second series, to do that other 10, 30 seconds, then please do, okay? Because this is about building up your tolerance to be able to work as hard as you can. Now, Intensity has to be maximum, okay? But what you're probably going to see is that as you go through this workout, your actual pace, what you're seeing on screen, is going to reduce as you go through it, okay? So don't be worried if you're going slower. The point is, is that you're putting 10 out of 10 from your legs into the machine, all right? Now, because this is a tough workout, I'm going to do a five-minute warm-up, but please, if you want to warm up more than five minutes, just pause the video, carry on rowing until you're warm enough to do this workout because it is absolutely intense. And of course, only do it if you're body is okay to put itself absolutely through the ringer. If you have any worries at all, do not do this workout, all right? So, I'm going to get into this five-minute uh, warm-up, and as you can see, I'm on a water rower today. Hey, you can set the Concept 2, so I don't have my normal spiel about setting drag factor and things, but if you're on a Concept 2, get your drag factor set to where you want it to be uh, for you first. Uh, get your monitor at eye height if you can. You can see I've got my iPad sitting up here, and then get those foot stretchers, uh, foot straps set so that you can come into the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position comfortably, okay? Um, if you're set too high, it can be a bit tough. If you're set too low, it can be too easy and you go scooting straight past that vertical position. So, five minute warm up. I will guide you through it and we're just gonna start off nice and gentle, okay? Don't worry about any power. Just put a light push with your legs and then we'll build through, okay? Here we go in three, two, one. Let's go. Right, so it's kind of the same as though you were just standing up from a squat is all I want you to be putting the power in for this first minute okay because all you're doing is getting your body moving you're thinking about this forwards tilt in towards the front of the machine and then a backwards tilt as you finish the stroke so you're just pumping your back forwards and backwards forwards and backwards and then you're pushing with your legs as well so you're getting the power in from your feet, from your legs with nice straight arms to let that power go through and you're only pulling at the back of the stroke, okay? You're not pulling from the front. Now continue to think about all that stuff but just push a little bit harder so you can feel it's a little bit more intense you can feel your heart rate is rising a little bit your breathing rate is rising a little bit but it still doesn't feel like hard work okay i like to say that the effort here is kind of like you were walking up a constant flight of stairs where you start to get out of breath and your heart rate's up but you don't have to stop unless you're running up them. <laughs> but also you should be able to hold a conversation while rowing at this pace as well. And this is really kind of the, that UT2 low intensity pace when we talk about doing those kind of rows. Okay, 
So for the next minute, I want you just to do 10 seconds spurts of faster rowing, okay? So in five seconds time, put more power through the legs. So here we go. Maybe slightly higher stroke rate, but more power. Push through the legs, and then let's ease back to that slower pace again. Now we'll do it again after this stroke. You ready? Let's go. Push with the legs. Nice straight arms at first. Only pull at the back of the stroke. Ease back. Then we're going to do that one more time. Then I'm going to do some single leg drills. But you don't have to. Okay, here we go. Nice and fast. Get that intensity up. One more. Now I'm going to take one foot out, put it on the ground, and continue rowing. Now if you want to just continue rowing as normal, this isn't as easy on a water row, then please do, just to make sure you're nicely warmed up. Yeah, the space on the double rail here makes this a little bit more awkward to do. I never knew that. Change feet. Don't really have any way to adjust that. Just watch your hips if you're doing this on a water rower then. Because you are slightly displaced. So this is the advantage of me getting a water rower is I can now experience what a lot of you water rowers have been going through for like, the past five years with me. <laughs> okay, put both feet back up and then we're going to roll with our back and arms so straight legs and then rock over your hips first then pull in your arms out with your arms and then rock forwards again so swing pull out swing and this idea of picking up the tension with your back first is so important for stroke power efficiency and injury prevention Right, roll into the front with straight arms and a forward tilt and just press out from the front. Don't worry, my feet aren't strapped in so I'm a little bit awkward here, but don't worry about if your back swings at the back of the stroke like it is for me, because I need to because otherwise I'll fall off the back. But the point here is that as you push into the machine, you have that forward tilt and straight arms. And that's just done with the warm-up. So, like I say, if you need to continue warming up to make sure you're okay to hit this workout at absolute max, then please pause the video, continue rowing, and then have a quick drink while I quickly go over one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so what we're doing today is 10 30 second intervals at absolute maximum effort with 30 seconds rest in between. We're then going to take another two minutes rest, which actually means you're going to get two and a half before you start another set of 10 30s and 30s. Now, if after the first 10 you're done, you're spent and you just can't continue, that's perfectly fine. This is all about pushing you to your max and so that's why there's so many of them, alright? So don't worry about it if you have to stop. As far as programming in your monitor, what I'd suggest is just that you have two 10 
10 minute intervals with two minute rest in between, okay? Because it's just gonna make it so much easier in terms of timing and all that kind of stuff when it comes to both of us rowing, all right? Otherwise, there'll be uh, sink issues all over the place, especially because I'm on a water rower and you might be on a Concept 2 and someone else might be on a, oh, I don't know, some kind of magnetic rower. So it's easier if you just have two 10 minute intervals with two minutes rest in between or just 22 minutes. I mean, that'd be by far the simplest, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you ever get the feeling I'm stalling <laughs> before we start? This is going to be a tough workout. Please make sure to do these 30 second intervals at max. Um, yeah, I think I've kind of said this enough. So you ready for this? Okay, here we go then. In three, two, one, we're off. Right, so remember, it's about power. I'm going to try and control it. It's not about flying up and down totally uncontrolled. You want to still have a decent technique, pushing it with the legs, arms straight. Almost there. One more stroke. There we go. So that's our first 30 seconds done. My heart has shot up to 152, which is zone four for my heart rate. And remember, Ideally, we want to be hitting zone five for the training today for it to be a max effort workout. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. So I probably won't talk quite as much in the actual effort sections because I'm concentrating on rowing five seconds one more right that's me in zone five I might not be able to speak much in the rest periods either 15 seconds to go. If you need to do light rowing in the rest period, please do, especially as that might protect your back. Five, four, three, two, one, go. That first stroke on a water rower is quite sticky as you get the water moving. Six, five. Last one. It's eerily quiet, the water roar. I'm used to Concept two, screaming at me. 10 seconds. How many is that? Oh. Four, three, two, one, go. Do keep an eye on your pace. You are trying. To get 
as close as you can. Four, three, two, last one. What was that, the third one? Fourth one? Four, can't count. How many humps have I got? One, two, three, four. Okay. Nine seconds. Four, three, two, one. Go. Now, my heart rate isn't recovering by much in between intervals and that's kind of what you want six four last stroke oh that's pathetic the last one this is rough this is the first VO2 max session I've done in a long time 10 seconds, five, four, three, two, one. But like I said, this is how it's meant to be. Two more. Uh, oh. This is definitely getting tougher and tougher as I get through this. I hope it's the same for you too. Ten seconds. Five. Three, two, one, go. So important that you build both ends of your fitness. Low intensity for core fitness. And then this for VO2 max. One more. <laughs> oh yeah, one, two, three. Oh, that was seven. Three more to go. Oh. I'm beginning to wish I'd put more than two minutes rest or two and a half between ten. Six. Three. Two, one, go. Just concentrating on breathing now. Fifteen. 
Just keep pushing with your legs. Six. One more. Oh. Quick drink. more I hope so six five four two one go oh I'm really starting to fatigue fatigue now but that's fantastic because it shows I couldn't be putting in any more. One more. Oh. Oh. Apart from that last stroke, which was limp. One more, then we get a rest. Whew. Ten. Six. Four. Three. Two. One. So, my heart rate was still in zone five anaerobic by the time I started this interval almost there two more oh. take a moment we've got two minutes twenty if you need to uh, I will oh, still not entirely oh, used to the seat on this water roar so even though I flipped it so that the big rise is now at the back of the seat it's still well actually I'm not going to blame on the seat I'm going to blame on the fact that I haven't done any max effort rowing for like five months that's not fair maybe a couple of months since the last time I went absolute full pace oh. Oh. good news is it's us almost a minute and a half since the last effort and I've already dropped what 50 beats per minute I'm well into zone 2 for heart rate I'm at 108 instead of the basically I'm hitting about 165 in the main efforts right back back at the machine haven't we I'm gonna go 45 seconds or so oh it's not often 
I climb off of the machine in between sets. Oh, 30 seconds to go, make sure if like me you came off the machine, get yourself strapped in and ready. Hopefully you've had a drink. I'm gonna move mine a little closer this time. Oh, cramping slightly on the outside of my feet. I don't know whether it's the, the water rower foot plate is a lot closer than the concept too. All right, here we go in six, five, four, three, two, one, go. So, same again. My heart recovered to 100 beats per minute over those two and a half minutes. From like 165. One more. But then I have a resting heart rate of 40 most of the time. When I wake up in the morning, it's about 37. But so even at 100, I'm very activated. Oh. Nine to go. 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Remember, it's about pushing with your legs, straight arms, forward tilt, only pull at the back of the stroke and try and reset as quickly as you can, but, oh, last one, as smoothly as you can. Finish, arms away, then rock, then slide. Arms, body, legs. Eight to go. Eight seconds, six, three, two, one. So hands away over your knees before your knees bend. And hopefully that will help get you in the right position for the start of the stroke. One more. Oh, I am now rowing eight seconds per 500 meters slower than the start. And my heart rate is now higher at 168. So this session works. Five, four, three, two, one. <clears throat> works as in the intention is to take you to max or as close as you can get to 
max heart rate. Two more. One more. Because oh. as these are only 30 second intervals, you're unlikely to get to absolute max. You need to hold it for another 30 at the end. At least six, four, three, two, one. Come on. And stroke rate is your other weapon. Try to keep from slowing your stroke rate by too much. Three, two, one. I think I was 36, 37 strokes per minute at the start. I'm now down at 34 on average. Eight seconds. Four, three, two, one. That's us past the Bon Jovi point of this set. Because we are past halfway there. 10 seconds. Three. Two, one. Oh, I'm rowing with my eyes closed now, and I know my technique is all over the shot as I try and hold on for pace and rate. Seven, six, four. Three, two, one. Try to think, control. I know I was lunging into the front of the stroke in the last interval. So I'm trying to concentrate on a better Posture. Last one. Oh. Three more. I think. One, two, three. Yeah. Can't count. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three, two, one. It's interesting seeing heart rate through this. 
and now I'm just constantly in zone five now. Two more, one more. Two more intervals to go. 168 heart. My max on a bike anyway is 174. So I'm close. Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. And I only recovered to one, six, three. So hopefully you are putting in the same max intensity. Four, three, two, one. Oh, I cheated that last stroke. Oh, I've got a stitch. It's the first time in a long time I've had a stitch from rowing. What does that tell you? 10. Last one. Come on. Give it all. Four, three, two, one. Go. Come on. Push with the legs. Brace against the handle. Let that power come from legs to machine. 10 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one more. Oh, nope. One, sixty, nine. Let's take a second. Or thirty. Man, that was rough. Thank you for being there and doing this one with me. Because there's no way I would have pushed as hard all the way to the end there if it wasn't for knowing I had to stay accountable for you watching at home. Now, if I can work out how to get the data out of the Smart Row app, I'll make sure that you've seen my heart rate. Uh, but if you can't, I'll just put numbers up or something. My average pace was 140. So, I don't know whether that takes it. Well, I suppose, yeah, I was stopping. It wasn't, it was running for those 30 seconds. So that's not bad to have an average pace of 140 when I'm stopping every 30 seconds. Okay. So, uh, your workouts. I'm just going to create a new workout. There's going to be a jump cut. Well, hopefully it wasn't too bad a jump cut. We're going to do a two minute cool down now. Sorry, it's just because I'm still, still programming stuff into the Smart Row app. I don't have my two minute cool down sitting there ready to start. 
So cool down, we're gonna do this around about the easy pace of the warm-up. Then we're gonna gradually slow down as we get through these two minutes. So you ready? In three, two, one, go. Oh, right. So nice, easy stroke rate, easy pace. You're just letting your body move. Your muscles get activated as you go through this process, which will give them a chance to cool down gradually instead of just completely stopping blood and CO2 staying in your muscles, which is a huge contributing factor towards next day soreness or DOMS, delay onset muscle soreness. So anyway, like I said in the intro, that's kind of effectively the, the most important two workouts or intensities of this plan. Row one and the low intensity fitness building, like core fitness building row. And then today's zone five, maximum effort row, which then develops your VO2 max. Because although you can't really do anything about your maximum heart rate, it just is what it is, you can develop your VO2 max, which is basically about how your body uses oxygen, especially at the top end. But when you develop the top end, it filter, trickles down through everything, not just rowing, but basically how you lead your life. So these two workouts are really all you need to get fit. But the reason I also throw in a zone three, four hard row, and the reason there's so many different rows in here is just for variety. So you could really just do yesterday's row and today's row over and over and over again. And it'd be just as effective as doing all 24. <laughs> but that'd be a bit boring. You'd have a problem with me saying the same things all the time. You'd go, oh look, that's the part where you sat down and all that stuff. Right, so let's get into a stretching session. If you don't have time to stretch, please at least stretch your quads and your hamstrings and your glutes if you get a chance. It's not in the shower, don't want you to slip and fall over. Or you can join stretching, John. And I'm gonna put my monitor down so that you can see stretching John better. Oh, oh, whatever. It goes the other way, but it can't be bad. Um, and, or it's got a little, whatever. Um, what was it? Yeah, or I'm gonna stretch on the machine. That's what I was gonna say. So, put your feet back into your footrests. You don't have to put them in the straps if you don't want to, but you know, it might secure you a little bit better. Put your hands in the air and fold forwards. So nice straight legs. Don't lock your knees backwards. Uh, and just stretch forwards. Now, I don't have my feet in the straps, so I'm actually finding I'm getting more of a stretch than my shins here as well as my hamstrings because my feet are like natural wanting to point away from me. Whereas if I had my feet in the straps, I'd be able to just brace against them very slightly. So just to change the stretch that I'm getting, that's okay, I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, but the important thing here is you don't grab your ankles and pull yourself forward, okay? Because that's where injury sets in. Now, glutes I can't do the same way that I normally do on a concept two. So I'm gonna put one foot up on the outside wooden rail of this machine put my other foot over so it sits in the crook of the knee, bring it across my body, make sure I've still got a straight line between my face, my knee and my foot, then hold, pull that knee across my body slightly and then rotate round. 
And actually I'm still getting a good stretch, but because of the changed angles, I'm finding I'm in danger of cramping this glute. Oh, my shoe's coming off as well. <laughs> so I'm gonna use both hands to kind of add more of a push of this knee rather than doing that rotation, which I don't really like doing because you can, the moment you push things too hard, rather than just using your body weight and natural rotation of things, if you're starting to force a stretch, you can end up injuring yourself. That's why I was saying about, don't pull yourself forwards on that hamstring stretch. So let's change legs. Yeah, yeah, so that's okay. I'm not cramping, so it must be something to do with this glute. The fact that I was starting to cramp a little bit when I was doing the other side. Maybe this is why I should always do this side first rather than facing away from you. So again, it's very rude of me to face away from you. <sighs> See, stretching is very important just because it stretches your body down, but also this is just giving you like a, just a slightly longer, it's like a, an even gentler cool down because you're just, you're still moving. Uh, while you're cooling down, oh, after such a tough row. So, next we're gonna do quads. Hopefully I'm not gonna fall over here because I've got nothing to hold on to. Uh, flick your foot up behind you uh, so that it's, your heel is resting against your backside. And then just add just a little bit of tension here. Again, you're not trying to pop your leg out of the hip socket by wrenching at it. You're just adding a little bit of force to help stretch out that quad, the front, the big front muscle in your leg, okay? If you feel it up high, then you're, something's wrong. You're maybe um, pointing your leg too far back or, or something's gone wrong. If you feel it in your knee, then stop <laughs> and maybe find a different way to stretch your, stretch your quads. Changing legs, oh, try not to fall over. Ah, oh, there we go. I just have my shoelaces untied on my foot that I'm standing up on, giving me <laughs> added jeopardy for stability. But it seems to be okay so far. But you can see, oh, see, every time, you know what? Every single time I say it seems to be okay, I'm not going to fall over. When I'm doing these stretching sessions, every single time I almost fall over. But you can see how poor the flexibility is in my quad, the fact that it's pointing so far forwards, and this is still giving me a good stretch. Because I've just not been doing this enough. Which I think is probably why I've been injuring my legs so much. Uh, what am I doing next? Oh, sorry, I'm sit here's me sitting down because I'm getting all bored. Move all my tech out of the way. Oh, right, so we're gonna do hip flexors next. Now you don't have to do this with one foot on the, with one knee on the ground. You can hover in the air and it'll work just as well, but the stability for this for me is better. <laughs> See, like I always fell over. Right, 90 degree angle for your front leg and your back leg. So your front, you've got your foot in front of you and your knee behind you. And then just keeping a good uh, straight body, just send your body forwards so that you open up the angle in your back leg and you close off the angle in your front leg. But the important thing here is that you're not doing that by bending from your lower back or by rounding your upper back. You're just sending your body forwards. And that should then give you a nice stretch into right up here in your hip flexor. Uh, hip flexor's a really odd muscle. I think this is what I've damaged from all the running that I've been doing, but I'm not too sure. Um, so I'm going to have to see a physio in a few days' time and say, excuse me, Alan, why do I hurt? <laughs> uh, but yeah, running so much for that high rocks. I'm swapping legs, same thing again. Um, yeah, all that running training for high rocks. And I changed my style. I was always up on my toes when I was running before. And I kept on getting cramp in my calves and someone said to me, it's because you're running on your toes, you idiot. I'm like, All right. And so I started being more of a kind of a midfoot land. And I think something to do with that is right up at the top, 
right at the top. And I think it's a hip flexor injury, but like I say, physio guy will tell me what's going on. Sorry, I thought that suddenly became about me. I remember someone ages ago telling me, they never make these videos about you, always make it about the viewer. So how are you? Are you injured at all? Right, let's do uh, forearms next. So put your hands in front of you and push the hands together and then bring them down in front of you so that your fingers are now at right angles to your forearms and it's in front of your body. I've got to work out if I've got my, usually my left shoulder's right up in the air. So I'm trying to even off my shoulders. Um, yeah, and then just kind of pushing in and you should find your fingers will get a little bit of a stretch, your wrists will get a stretch and then underneath your forearms should get a nice little stretch as well. And after all, it's the forearms usually underneath rather than on top or what get, uh, if you get any kind of soreness from rowing, if it's on top. And I do wonder whether that's a cause of people who row with their thumbs on top of the handle because it changes how the tendons can go and then it can feel up here rather than under here. I'm not going to judge, just saying. Right, let's do shoulders next. So put one hand in front of you, bring it across your body, use your other arm to just add that little bit of force. I know I said I'm not, not a fan on, on overly pulling, but this is kind of the only way you can get your shoulders done. Just a little bit of a force. Again, you're not trying to pop your shoulder out of its socket by pulling too hard. You just want to put on enough force that it helps it go a little bit past its natural um, angle. So if the natural angle is like straight across your body, you just want it just a few degrees more and that should give you a nice stretch up in the shoulders. Do the other arm so it comes across. That's kind of naturally where I go and then I use my arm to just bring it another, I don't know, what's that, about 20 degrees or something more across my body and that gives me the good stretch that I need in my shoulders. Now your shoulders shouldn't really be overly used from rowing but because if you're rowing I say inverted commas properly, uh, with straight arms, all the power is like your shoulders are a conduit for that power. Um, and so it's a good idea to stretch them just because they are, they can get like used a lot, like your tendons and things when you're hanging off your shoulders. So always stretch your shoulders Ugh, if you can. Right, let's do biceps next. So put your hands behind you like you're a ski jumper, but then roll your thumbs outwards. Make sure to keep a nice posture. Don't just slump forwards. It doesn't make any difference to the stretch, but... It's just always a good idea to have a good posture. Oh, I need a haircut. <laughs> I just, I've got a mirror in front of me and I've just spotted how um, I've got like a little bit of a, would you call that a cow's leg? It's not really, it's like a wee curl I've got in the front. It's not quite as cool as a Superman curl, is it? And I see, yeah, I don't know, hair. <laughs> really, what can I do, can I do a, I can't really, well now I just look like Wolverine with a Superman curl in the front. Right, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, what we do next? Oh yeah, triceps. So one hand in the air, it gets bored and it goes down your spine. Your elbow's almost pointing to the sky, but then use your other hand to help to point it straight up, okay? And then if you just, this way you can kind of, you can work out what you, like what, what forces you need to put through your elbow and whatever in order to give you a good tricep stretch. Chances are if you lean slightly to the side, this you'll also get a nice stretch down here into your intercostals and your side so you can always turn it into a compound stretch but remember this is really about triceps so don't I mean what to do is do your triceps and then do the lean to get your intercostals especially if you find that by trying to do both at the same time you're kind of you're not quite hitting the, <laughs> not quite hitting either muscle because you're kind of sharing the stretch between two um yeah that made sense didn't it yeah good all right, and so that's us pretty much done with the stretching. Just a few more seconds on this other tricep. Ah, there we go. And that's us done with the second row. Now remember, uh, 
there's six weeks worth of four rows a week. So this makes up 24 rows, but you don't have to do them as four rows a week, okay? If you want to do them three rows a week or five rows a week or six rows a week, it's totally up to you, okay? But just make sure you've got the energy to be able to do them, okay? The important thing is that you, the session like today, you have to have enough in your system to be able to go at absolute max on it. If you're tired and you come into this session because you've been over, like, working out way too much, uh, maybe skip this one and go back to a low intensity to give yourself, because you, you're supposed to work at max, okay? And if you're like a meh instead of max, uh, then you're not getting the VO2 max benefits from this and there's just no point doing it, okay? So there we go. Probably should have told you that beginning around the end, but whatever. So there we go, we're done. Uh, now, usually I give out hashtag, individual hashtags each time when I make a row, okay? To let people know, uh, or to give me a little bit of dopamine zing to let me know that you've made it all the way to the end. But what I've decided, and I did it on row one, is to have a little banner that says, if you're gonna comment on socials or you're gonna reply to this or whatever, all I want you to say is get fit with row along as a hashtag, hashtag okay? It's gonna be the same for all 24 rows, okay? You can, you can say in your comment, I just did row two of the get fit with row along or whatever. But hashtag get fit with row along. I think that's what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, there might suddenly be me overdubbing that as what it actually should have been. But um, yeah, I think it's hashtag get fit with row along. And just keep on using that one, okay? Just try and get it out there so that people go, what's this get fit with row along? Ooh. Uh, rather than it just being like toast or whatever I normally come up with. Um, but yeah, so do that. Um, and uh, the third session um, uh, is going to be back to a low intensity session. Um, so hopefully it's going to give you a chance to recover after this one. And that will give you a chance to build up that core base fitness, which actually that's really what this, you, if you want to pick either of them, then it's that kind of core base fitness that you really want. Okay, this VO2 max stuff is just as important, but the low intensity is important to her. <laughs> That should be the hashtag, important. Anyway, right, there we go. So I'm done. I've said I'm done about four times now, so I literally am done this time. Uh, I'm off to get some lunch. Thank you so much for doing the second row of this series with me. Uh, let me know if you're enjoying it, and remember to use the Get Fit With Row Along hashtag. Until the next video, please take, take after yourselves. No, take care, look after yourselves. That's better. And I'll see you in another video. Bye-bye.